Welcome to the Way We Capture podcast. This is a podcast that is dedicated to photography and aims to provide guidance and support to individuals looking to improve their photography skills. The podcast focuses on self-development and also discusses the future of technology and image processing. Through the podcast, listeners can learn about various techniques, tools, and resources to enhance their creativity and productivity. The podcast also explores the creative process behind capturing stunning photographs and how to effectively communicate through photography and storytelling. My name is Zachariah Rock. You may know of me, you may not. I am the host of the Way We Capture podcast. I'm a photographer and writer, mostly known on Twitter, X, however you want to call it. If you're listening to this, you're probably a close friend of mine. Thanks for tapping in. I do appreciate it. I'll try to make this week's episode a little on the shorter side so we're not getting into the nitty gritty of, you know, those 30, 40 minute podcasts that people do not like. This week's episode is going to be about two figures, specifically their stance on productivity and their tips for it. So I want to give my listeners some actionable advice. I wrote a newsletter about this, so you prefer to read rather than listen, you know, I can throw that in the description below the show notes. So I really admire Sam Altman and Andrew Huberman. These two guys have definitely formed a lot of different perspectives in my brain. Sam Altman specifically for his AI stance. I learned a lot about artificial intelligence through him and we're kind of going through a bit of an AI boom right now. Andrew Huberman, kind of with all of his protocols, his actionable advice and whatnot, like he's just super intelligent. Anybody who is aware of who Andrew Huberman is, most people are going to tell you like he's that guy. So if you're interested in learning more about productivity from their viewpoints, they're both really intelligent guys in their own fields. By the end of this podcast, you're going to have some more tools at your disposal to engage with the world at an improved fashion of higher productivity workflows. So it's about reiterating things that we already know, but it's always nice to see like a friendly reminder. A lot of it is you see something something online and it's like, drink some water, you know, like that's, that's good, right? <laughs> so we're going to get more into it. But just on a side note, uh, if you haven't subscribed to the podcast, please go ahead and subscribe. New episodes will be released every single Monday and, you know, you can find me on Twitter or X and I'm always posting. I do a little bit of short form here on Instagram. So just a shameless self promo before we get into the episode, what podcast doesn't have some shameless prom promotion of themselves or advertisements. So just going to get into the habit of that early. The most ignored element of productivity. This is the first topic we're going to discuss. I have been talking about direction specifically how to fine-tune that direction or how to really find the direction itself so the most ignored element of productivity is this it's a quote by sam altman it doesn't matter how fast you move if it's in a worthless direction the significant power we hold as productive beings is in our ability to light the path for ourselves nobody is coming to save you you must become self-reliant in forging your own path in order to achieve some level of success. Productivity is more about the ability to direct attention to projects and habits that are going to benefit you in the long run 
Your life is the biggest project you will ever face. Make sure you are treading in a worthwhile direction. Let's expand, expand on that. Your life is a project. And I know a lot of people don't treat life this way, right? Oh, you should enjoy life. But it's a project. You're constantly building things out. You're building your mind, your body, you know, your, your soul, whatever you want to say. But there's this level of gamification that we can apply to our lives to make it more enjoyable in the less enjoyable times. So everybody knows like they should work out, but they don't necessarily go do it because they don't enjoy the suffering. Now, there are people who truly enjoy suffering from like people just love working out. For me, it's something I know that I need to do. It's like it's a non-negotiable because health is a pillar of happiness in a way. Let's just say that. Health is a pillar in my mind of like this is a necessity, right? A healthy man does a lot of good things. A healthy man is capable of doing a lot. You know, it. when you become sick, all of a sudden your health kind of puts you under in terms of uh, financial Anyway, like at least in the U.S., you know, like people will have some sort of financial consequences to being sick. But the project that we create, a lot of times people don't know the long, long-term projects, right? They have don't think that deep. They're focused on the short-term, short-term needs. But self-actualization comes when all of our needs are met. We're capable of, you know, just kind of, moving the needle a little bit forward. So a lot of people are getting stuck when they're trying to actualize on the future. Finding fulfillment is not easy, but a lot of it is a lack of trying, especially for younger people. And hell, I even know people who are you know much older than me who still, it feels like they haven't found their direction in life, but they, then they go, I don't know what I want to do with the rest of my life. And it's almost like an excuse. Like they've never found that out. So it's not the end of the world by any means. But I think it's really important to see how our productive selves and even our creative selves need some sort of direction. But a lot, there are people who are very good at intuitively knowing which direction to go. And I think those types of people are the ones who really adhere to their curiosity like that is the forefront of everything is I'm a curious being I'm going to go down this path and even if it doesn't work out I don't care I chased my curiosity so another quote by Sam Altman I make sure to leave enough time in my schedule to think about what to work on the best ways for me to do this are reading books hanging out with interesting people and spending time in nature Reading books will always give you different perspectives. I think reading books right now are a lot better in terms of getting information rather than like doom scrolling, looking for hidden gems. When you're hanging out with people who are better than you, you are elevated to their level without a doubt. When you, it, and like the same goes for when you're hanging out with people who are um, maybe not at your level, like they're, they, they're not into the same things. They wanna like almost drag you down to their level. And only you can really determine that. So just be aware, you are the sum of the five people you spend the most time around. So your habits, actions, a lot of like your beliefs will kind of mimic those people you're around. 
And the last one is spending time in nature, which I just believe is so crucial to avoiding burnout. Nature, nature heals. Everybody knows this. Anybody who's ever ran up a mountain, got to the top of the mountain, it's bliss. Anybody who goes into national parks, like anybody who really just goes out into the forest or in the desert, somewhere around those lines, they are typically much happier and fulfilled people because they're going back to our ancestral roots, spending time in nature. We live inside buildings in boxes. <laughs> we drive in boxes. We work in boxes. Nature is like the one thing that really doesn't put you in a box. And so I think that's why there's this healing element to it. So another Sam Altman quote, I'll put that down there in the show notes because I really think it's interesting how somebody at such a high level of success and achievement, this is what he does. You know, it's fairly simple. Books, interesting people, spend time in nature. So this is another Sam Altman method. It's called the three pillars of prioritization. So one, make sure to get the important shit done. I love this. Doing the hardest thing first is always a great way to start the week. This is the key to destroying procrastination. Discover a way to implement fear and deadlines into your time blocking system. Leverage your important projects early and fast. Generating momentum by knocking down the giants first will help you become more productive. Wow. Get the important shit done. That is like, that's what I was talking about earlier with this being like just a, a reminder, right? And people will write, write this down on sticky notes, slap it. They'll have reminders pop up on their smartphone. But there is actually, there's a lot of nuance to that. Like that doesn't work as well as we were previously told. But we'll get to that later. So the second one of the, the second pillar of the Altman method here is don't waste time on stupid shit. Once again, something to be reminded of. The methods and tactics available to us today are in the millions. Without learning foundational teachings first, you do not have context in order to learn properly. Majority of things on the internet are distractions. Act accordingly and prioritize your projects and goals above all else. Once again, we're gonna get more into this. Projects, goals, from the Huberman perspective. I'm sure even the greatest of minds on this planet have to overcome procrastination and a lack of prioritization. There is that is constantly, we're being engaged with it, right? And there's procrastination that will allow you to feel like you're actually doing some shit, but you're not moving the levers at all. You're not pulling them down. You're not pushing any any cart a little bit further. You're just picking the color of the cart or you're decorating <laughs> the fucking levers and not doing anything worthwhile. So this is, it's a stress point for me. And yeah, it's something I struggle with. You know, I think a lot of people struggle with trying to take action and execute more. It's just you you should always be looking to execute on things rather than always looking at, oh, like, how could it be better in this way? Like, you got to get something out there first before you product or service podcast even. <laughs> so enough of that. Let's move on. to Number three. Number three is very simple, but kind of different from a lot of what we're told. Make a lot of lists. This is the first time in human history that we write with our thumbs rather than our hands and wrists. Writing things out with a pen or pencil will help you retain so much more information. Goal planning and task structures are internalized when writing down with pen and paper. 
our task structures and our brain almost like when you're just going to internalize it so much more. Like that's the only way I could really put it. So quote from Sam Altman, I prefer lists written down on paper. It's easy to add and remove tasks. Really interesting for a guy who runs a multi-billion dollar tech company, OpenAI. It's, you know, the founders of ChatGPT. He's not using some fancy application like Notion, Obsidian, or, you know, Apple Notes, anything, anything like that, Google Docs. He's just using a pen and paper. So here's a bonus tip. Make lists in a structure for daily, weekly, monthly, and yearly. Learn to refine these lists over time. Everything worthwhile is just a great iteration. That is my own writing. So I really enjoyed reading Sam Altman's article about productivity. And it's it's so subtle. Like everything he writes about is just so subtle. And I think this was really before uh, OpenAI got into the mainstream. So it was just interesting to read like from a founder's perspective. Yeah, this is how I am productive, right? If you have a multi-billion dollar company that is on the forefront of artificial intelligence, you're probably doing something worthwhile. And these productivity lessons need to be implemented into our lives and we need to internalize them rather than just ignoring them. As for as simple as they are, great and successful people don't get to where they're at by using tactics and strategies. A lot of it's just they refine the basics and principles that they've learned and they do them consistently. So, ah, God, I love that. <laughs> the next thing we're going to cover is more of Huberman's perspective, which I really, I really love. So the biology of goal setting by Andrew Huberman. And this is directly taken from his most recent podcast. This probably by the time you're listening to this, it's not going to be his most recent, but um, it is essentially like a goal and productivity toolkit episode. I really loved it. I kind of went through and transcribed a lot of it. So here we go. The parts of the brain involved in the neurocircuitry of goal setting and pursuit, basal ganglia, the go and no go function, action initiating or action stopping, the lateral prefrontal cortex, immediate and long-term planning, the orbital frontal cortex, which is multitasking, evaluation of our current arousal and emotional state. So it plays a role in those systems. With all goals, are we attempting to learn something new or are we attempting to withhold a set of actions? This is directly from Huberman. What goals are we attempting to learn? Something new in, and when are we trying to unlearn. Ask yourself, what goal do you want to pursue? This should be question number one, the forefront. The more goals you have, the more likely you are to not achieve said goals. For beginners, start with one goal in mind. It's simple. Write out the things that you want, circle them, then cross out the things that you are willing to put off. Choosing one priority will result in an increased perceived likelihood of success. Bonus tip. Scientific data shows the larger and more difficult goal you pursue, the more likely you are to achieve that said goal. Bigger goal equals more success. If a goal is too easy to achieve, you will not achieve it. Our mind and body require a shift in neuroplasticity, which will stem from states of discomfort. Oh, that's beautiful. Like, <laughs> it, it makes so much sense to me that the easy things make me not want to do them. 
And then when something is definitely worthwhile, you just go ahead and crush it. And it's hard. You crush it. You want to crush it. We're going to move on to the next next little mini lesson, I should say. The backbone of productivity is focus. Being able to concentrate is the most important skill you can develop nowadays. The ability to focus is your new superpower. Many people do not realize our visual system is responsible for our capacity to concentrate. Distractibility starts when you veer off into another direction. Notifications and advertisements are visual, aren't they? The mastery of focus starts with staring at an individual spot for multiple minutes. Yes, I promise I'm not bullshitting you. Interesting fact. Our eyeballs are just parts of the brain that protrude outwards during development. Our retina is made of brain tissue. So earlier I was discussing this kind of trick we've been playing on ourselves for writing something important out, putting on a sticky note, and putting it like on the mirror or putting it on our computer desk or on our wall or on the fridge, somewhere we see it a lot, right? And notifications and reminders are exactly the same way. I know for a fact, I anytime I write something down, it becomes like after the first or second time I see it, I'm like, oh, okay, I remember to do that. But then it becomes a part of the routine and my visual system like absorbs it into like just things that I know are there, right? It's, it doesn't stand out. So what you can do is you definitely want to find a way to write that down every single day rather than just writing it down once and placing it and reading it the act of writing it down will almost push you towards wanting to achieve that so here's the tweet directly from huberman mental quote cognitive focus follows visual focus the more you can internalize this and build up your capacity to maintain visual fixation obviously blinking is fine the better your powers of concentration stand to be I have tested this time and time again, and when I'm sitting at home or when I'm at work, I will veer off to the left side of a computer screen, just the monitor, and I will stare at it. Just stare at the corners, try to imagine like the shape, and then just kind of go back. And in, like every time I find myself drifting back and forth, it's like instantly go back to it. And you're breathing, and it's like almost a form of meditation, right? But then you dive into the work after doing that for like two minutes, Holy crap, nothing steers you off course. I mean, that's not true. Maybe I just haven't been tempted enough. No, I'm just playing. I can focus a lot better than maybe like a year or two ago. I feel like focus has definitely become more of a superpower for me. A lot of it's a lot of this is just listening to people online talk about how focus is definitely the only thing you can really do to set yourself apart. Like it is the key. It's like focus and writing. Those are two key storm. Gosh, I can't even speak. Those are two key cornerstones in getting ahead is your focus and your writing because they're foundational skills. To we have like a whole country full of people who just struggle with focus and they're always distracted. And whenever they're not distracted, they're irritable, so they can't really sit with themselves. And it's just a matter of like. What does all this have to do with productivity? Well, in order to be productive, you need to be able to sit down and dial in and focus and do something that's moving the lever. 
That's, you know, making yourself money, making yourself healthier, improving your relationships. Like I think health, wealth, and relationships, you know, and Nabal talks about how those are the foundations. Like you can make money in any three of those, you know, domains. They're eternal markets, but also though that's engaging in that is just productivity. And so we don't like to, we don't like to think about things from a simple lens. We like to overcomplicate it. But productivity, like if I go out and I'm going to dinner with someone who I haven't seen in a long time, and I'm like, this is good. This is me improving my relationship. It's productive from that standpoint. Even if there might be, you know, like might take up a little extra time than I, you know, I expected or whatnot. But the relationships and community are really what make life worth living. Like it's definitely the whole it's the part that's missing from a lot of people's lives is what I'm trying to say. And so I think if you're capable of being productive, you're definitely capable of growing a network of like-minded people or just even reaching out to people who you used to have a relationship with. The more you produce in terms of for yourself, the more you can kind of keep it going. Like it just snowballs really hard. And I want everyone to be a little bit more productive, not for, not for like fiscal reasons, not for like, I just want people to be more productive because eventually it will lead to more happiness in their own lives because they're taking control. They're developing the high agency characteristics rather than the low agency characteristics of if you're high, if you're high agency, a lot of this world will just kind of sway in the direction you, you command it to. You can do almost anything, right? Because life is not actively happening to you. You're kind of the one who's happening to life. And you can go study history and you will, when you read crazy stories about people in history, you can always put them into one or the other. Oh, this was a low agency individual or this was a high agency individual. And so no matter the timelines, because we don't get to control a lot of what happens to us in this world, like, for instance, like everything that's going on in different parts of the world, right, or like certain up, up, upbringings, you know, revolutions, anything like that, wars, anything like that, like you're such a small speck on this planet that you don't get to like stop a war by being one person right? You don't get to start a war. I mean, he might be able to, like, I'm getting, I'm getting off topic, right? This is just like another anecdote, but the backbone of productivity is focus. Productivity leads to a more fulfilling life and a more fulfilling life will bring in people who are interested in what you're doing, therefore increasing your network and your relationships. And from there, it's like, you have a community now. There are people who are engaging with you. And like, that is human connection is a huge indicator for happiness. So it's all connected. Like it's it's just all connected back and forth. Productivity, health, happiness, relationships. So focus on your health first. Go to the gym. Go work out. Go try to improve yourself. You know, grow a beard if you think you're an ugly dude. Like, <laughs> all right, I'm getting way off topic here, but uh, I'm about to end this episode. We're at about 23 minutes. I will have a handful of guests hopping onto the podcast. I've been reaching out to all sorts of other creators. I am really excited. 
there might also be a little bit more in terms of you know like newsletters so i might have somebody hopping on and writing my weekly newsletter with me helping out they may be like a guest author so just look forward to that in the future if you haven't subscribed already to the dream start with patience newsletter please go ahead and do that that helps me out tremendously uh if you are looking at learning how to be 2x more productive using more internalized systems and softwares from me and you're a young creative or even just like middle-aged creative doesn't even matter um I want to help you. I want to help people who are a little, a few steps behind me, just try to pull you up to my level. And hopefully we can do some, you know, sensei student stuff to where you scale way past anything I was ever capable of. And I will be happy because I help people. So if you want to book a one-on-one, you know, coaching mentor, I don't even know what I want to call it, but if you want to book one-on-one mentoring coaching with me, I will teach you just about everything I know with the productivity and creativity systems that I have developed and implemented from others and iterated on. I just have, I'll I'll make it happen. I'll do it quicker. You know, that's all it is. This is just me saving you time through my own fuck ups. So if you're interested in that, please reach out. Uh, There will be a link in the show notes for that. I'm a little, I'm kind of getting over being a little sick. So obviously my voice sounds weird and I'm stuttering a ton, but it happens just the humanity in me. Like, (laughs) So yeah, those are the things. And I also sell some art. If anybody's interested, really likes my work, I sell art on my website. I am looking at creating another photo book here soon or starting. Why did I say that? Starting my first photo book. I have kind of tinkered around with a photo book in the past, but I didn't really have a theme or didn't put a lot of effort into it. So I'm looking at starting my first photo book and selling that and just kind of putting my name out there. All right. That's what this is all about. So I want to help you. Just let me know. DM me if you are looking to be a guest on the show and you're a creative. We'd love to get your insights and how your workflow goes in terms of productivity and creativity. So we can just help our listeners build up the courage to start potentially an online personal brand, a business, or just learn. I want to help you become a better artist. So if productivity is what's standing in your way of creating better art or just having more time to create art, then let's get you outfitted with all the tools necessary and develop some systems for you. So my name is Zachariah Rock. I am the host of the Way We Capture podcast. Thank you for listening. Peace.